0: This week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, Journey to the Far Side of the Sun, or if you're of the British persuasion, Doppelganger.
1: Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one Magnificently Huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world. We're just here to make it weirder,
0: one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. So this requires a little bit of explanation. In the 60s, we were going to the moon, and the future was going to be all about space. And culturally, we were wondering, what's it going to be like when everything is all about space? So we made a film called 2001 a space odyssey which explored humanity amongst the stars in a very clean um, well antiseptic way and then andrei tarkovsky a soviet filmmaker made a response film called solaris which was basically yeah we're going to be in the stars but it's going to be grimy and we're still going to be bringing ourselves and our issues and so we're not going to have such a wonderful time of it because no matter where you go you bring yourself along and then the british made one that is totally forgotten because it's kind of terrible it's this film this week journey to the far side of the sun which was called doppelganger in england uh made by jerry and sylvia anderson of thunderbirds fame or space 1999 or UFO, or any of those super marionation films. Well, they made what they thought was going to be their grown-up sci-fi film. This, Uh, very culty. It's actually really worth watching in a so bad it's good kind of way. We talk about it this week because that's what we do. And if you are here, it's probably because you were looking this film up and you thought, oh, here's some interesting new information on this. Well, yeah that okay let's listen okay welcome back to the magnificently huge podcast the podcast that someday people will say so like they did this for how long i'm eric
1: hey eric i'm brian set controls for the far side of the sun
2: uh i'm chris and what was the deal with that movie oh, oh God. Out. that's There's my so thesis much to talk
0: about so much <laughs> isn't for me there to, yeah isn't there oh
2: I'm, I'm actually surprised that I, uh, missed this one all these years being such a, a big fan of the Jerry yeah. Anderson tip. Ugh, but thanks this is, thanks yeah, for that. This
0: was years. I saw this, like it, it took years for until I found out it was a Jerry Anderson film. I thought, mm-hmm. well, I'll get into that more when we talk about it, uh, yeah. because that's today's <coughs> subject. And that means we have to make you sit through what we sat through for the last week. in a thing we call, what do we call it guys? I forget.
2: The okay. frosh married.
0: The frosh is married.
1: Oh, there yeah. oh, oh. uh. Also known as the fresh <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this shit
0: is fresh. Oh, shit. It is fresh. This stuff is really fresh. All the, all the cool, interesting stuff we did this week that you should do too because we're yeah. awesome can I can I start yes please.
2: okay uh you guys don't watch letter Kenny at all do you no 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 it's like the uber Canadian hit show on Hulu Uh, I highly recommend it to anybody it's fucking hilarious but this is their final season that has just dropped uh so they're basically gonna wind up the whole series and I think it was it was like episode two uh or three. I think it was episode two. But basically the whole uh conceit was that they wanted to do a hit country western song. So they went on the and used AI to find out all of the the bits that they could find about how to make a country and western hit and just had this like Venn diagram and the whole nine yards on all the cliche shit that you can do. And they ended up doing a song Uh, about smoking in the sun Uh, and it was called Sun Darts because they called cigarettes darts in the Leonard Kenny show and I highly recommend that you listen to it because it's one of the funniest (laughs) things I have heard it ever because it doesn't sound any different than any other country song on the radio (laughs) and it's fucking catchy as all balls
0: Toe country living softball, southern women, dirt bike, hitchhike, big bike, fucking right, button, pissing, hugging, kissing, freaky type of music, dissing, just my high school sweet up that I'm missing. I might be too drunk to fire a gun. So if you need me, I'll be smoking darts in the sun.
1: Talking about sun darts.
2: My wife and I have been singing it all week because we can't get it out of our heads. <laughs> Uh, but if you watch the, the, the show, you'll, you'll get sort of the full run up to it because they're literally just talking about, you know, just because it's, uh, unique doesn't mean it can't be dumb. And then they're talking <laughs> about all these other country artists and country songs. And like, you got to have mutter and fodder in there and this and that and the other, uh, and then they get to the song proper and it's just like the chorus is just talking about sun darts Talking about broken hearts, talking about teenage love and truck parts, talking about country <laughs> fairs and golf carts, taking right back to the start, sun darts. And then you get like the, you know, the steel guitar and the the banjo and whatnot. It's just, and it's like every fucking cliche, they just throw bing, 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 bing. And it is so perfect. And so uh, I, I wonder wanted, if they
1: actually used an AI to write sun darts.
2: It, it almost sounds like it. I mean steel toe country living softball seven women dirt bike hitchhike pig fight butt fight. you know it's just like they just do that like country rap shit, and it's so terrible but it is so goddamn catchy mud and pissing hugging kissing freaky techno music dissing i mean it's just like what the hell are you talking about talking about so, sun darts i think talking about broken hearts <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think <laughs> so. it's i think it's completely credible that they did because True story. This week a former coworker of mine sends me a message that says, I found a new use for for chat GPT. And and he sends me this this log and he he says to chat GPT says, Write me a song about my lousy job. <laughs> and yeah. I got a full song worth of lyrics here. The chorus of which is oh this nine to five grind feels like I've lost my mind. Dreams suffocate in this corporate mob. I'm drowning in <laughs> this lousy job. And it's yeah. a whole, I mean yeah, easily, easily could have been. <laughs> yeah. GPT.
2: Well, it, well, it, it made me laugh. And the reason I, I mentioned it, uh, is because for uh, one is because it's a whole song about smoking. So I thought Eric would really dig it. Mm. Uh, and then two, it's basically from the production. And I think Brian you would get a kick out of it because it's just the production value is, is pristine as far as just the shit country stuff that we have to deal with these days. It's just to a T, <laughs> but it's also an earworm. And that's the most frustrating part about the entire enterprise is because it's not just stupid. It's not like watching Team America when you get everyone has AIDS, 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 AIDS. I mean, it's just like, it doesn't leave your head once you hear it and you don't want it in there, but
0: (laughs) then's the breaks.
2: I keep Uh, thinking
0: about this whole AI thing is, you know, AI makes stuff up based on things creative humans have made and mashes them up, right? And over time, we'll have the second generation where AI makes stuff up from things ai made up from it's already yeah, happening creative human yeah and yeah, that's so a, it's that's
2: like c1000 yeah
0: basically everything is going to get inbred like the royal family with yep. all of you know this stuff and at that point someone is going to make a billion dollars when they don't use uh ai and they create something just stupid like uh stroken that's that that song from the 70s it's like it's dumb but it's not ai and everyone will hear it and go god that's amazing And it'll be a huge hit just and they won't know why they love it that's what i'm doing i'll be stroking that are you no
2: you're not talking about the billy squire
0: song the stroke are you no no Um, okay uh, something else i'll I'll drop a clip
1: i remember one time i made love on the back seat of a car and the police came and shined his light on me and i said i'm stroking I, be I it to the east and I it to the west, and I to the woman that I love the best. I be
0: Okay. <laughs> Basically oh, it's the dumbest song it. ever made. And yet, because it's original, people will be like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> All disco. my money, please have. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So anyway uh letter kenny ask for it by name enjoy that uh, i also want to give a shout out to uh the new season of reacher on amazon prime is finally out and it's i hear it's, i heard they it's still retooled,
0: fun. they retooled the show did they retool it
2: well here's the deal is that it's based on a series of books and the main character is essentially a drifter who just finds trouble and then kicks ass and solves it so every episode or every series is based on a different book that mm-hmm. Lee Child has written. So, yeah, in that sense, it's a retool because it's, you don't get the same uh, coterie of characters oh. surrounding him. So, it's it's sort of like a, I don't know. Yeah, an see, I knew about almost. that
0: with the, I knew about that with his books. I just, I figured when they said retooled, they were going to do something actually different with the production. I mean, I, I knew it was basically The Incredible Hulk.
2: No, I mean, this one, it's just, it's, they've, Right, because one is like he when he's blah 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 goes on his merry way this one it's it's him interacting with his old army crew so you get the, a different aspect of his character ah, uh okay. that you that you don't get to see so it's it's still fun it's i don't know i know you guys don't read the executioner series the mac boland books uh which is essentially the same vibe but the, it's following that to a t because the first one's all the setup where he's the loner he gets involved blah 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 and then the second one it's he he brings in all of his old uh army buddies to fight the mob or whatever and that's kind of this this season is the same vibe uh but mostly I like seeing Alan rich and what's the name Richson it's a hard name to yeah. pronounce rich son um uh, doing Reacher because that's book accurate uh because is like six 250 I mean, he's a big dude, and they make a point of that throughout the books. When the the first Jack Reacher movie came out with Tom Cruise, and he's like five foot nothing, <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. that's not that's not the same. I don't believe Tom Cruise kicking ass quite the same way I believe this guy <laughs>
1: kicking ass. So you know what there, I mean? there was a thing uh, just in December where Richson was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel to, pr- to promote this new season, and he mm-hmm. tells a story about how he wrote – a page long, like handwritten letter to Tom Cruise to thank him for, you know, raising the profile of the Jack Reacher IP and he hands it to, uh, one of his Tom Cruise's partners and the, the, the Tom Cruise guy is like, yeah, we're not going to give it to him. This is a terrible idea. (laughs) Um. Why? (laughs) Uh, well, Probably the only thing that the Tom Cruise representative also said was he's fine with it because he's moved on with his li- uh, he's moved on in his life. He's moved on, and you need to move on too. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, Tom Cruise. I just Tom Cruise is just a weird beast in and of himself. So it's
1: like there you wow. Have it. It's a thank you letter, dude. Chill. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, and that first film this, was not bad. I'm sorry, I did. I liked see the it. second film, but I liked the first film
2: well that's got everything to do with uh the direction by christopher McQuarrie. yeah and you know it's just he knows how to do that
0: type of movie well uh, it's an actual get- detective movie for once it's like usually yeah. detective movies now detective movies have no detectivity it's just an right. action movie
1: it's like yeah. sci-fi well,
0: has no science in it yeah
2: well you get to the second reacher movie with cruise and it's just a train wreck from the start to finish and it just it looked like a made for TV straight to cable kind of deal gotten there even
1: was a second yeah Cruises, you're not
2: you're not alone man you're yeah. not alone uh so that's why when the the series was coming out I was dubious but then I saw the, f- the first run uh, a couple years ago and it's it very well done uh I mean it's a series so it drags and ports in parts but overall, it was a very good shot out of the cannon, make a statement kind of thing. And the second series, is is on par with that. It's it's entertaining enough to watch, and it it's you know it's pulp TV. It's not re- reinventing the wheel or anything, but it's it's solid entertainment. So I recommend it if you're into that. It's what's called uh, apparently dad TV, which <laughs> is fine. You know yeah, that's I buy that. that's whatever. Uh, but it, it's sort of like you know you, you you're a dad on the beach. You're, you're going to read you know jack reacher you're going to read mac but i worked. executioner
0: when i worked at barnes and noble we wanted to take the uh was it, it was it was something called war the section was war fiction and we were all like right. let's we want to we wanted to rename it boys romance basically <laughs> romance yeah. books for little yeah. boys
2: yeah exactly so there you go uh oh. so yeah reacher as for i think it's uh just a couple more to go before they close out the series they're doing like the the one episode a week which just sometimes i'm irritated by that and other times i'm fine with it it's television
1: Uh, it i i i like it i like having you know the new episode of something to catch yeah
0: well but they're doing the thing i always i always look at it like okay you want to do it once a week fine i will see you in three months because yeah I, i i don't give a fuck i can wait well well, here's what
2: Amazon did. They they started the series and they dropped the first like two episodes. Yeah, that's what boom, they do. Boom, Yeah. And then that's like, the first taste is free, Johnny. And then you got to fucking wait. And it just gets kind of irritating. Because now I got to plan my my week. I'm like, okay, well, the next episode drops Thursday. Do I watch it Thursday? Do I wait for the weekend? I don't now, know. What I, they're blah, trying blah, blah, to blah. do is
1: to get people to, to jump in on the zeitgeist with the 30-day thing. Yeah. And then they have to stick around for longer than 30 days. What Eric does is wait. Yeah. The whole thing is out. And then he does his 30 day thing and, yeah. yep, and binges it. That, that's I,
2: yep I, I barely do it. I mean, I, I have literally zero FOMO, uh, in my life. I mean, I just don't care. So when it's something I'm interested in, I get annoyed because then you have to make the choice. <laughs> do I wait for the full thing to just drop so I can watch it all when I want to, or do I play their fucking game? So see, and, and know. for
1: me, there's still a communal aspect of just like, Hey, you know. And 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 I could just take this as a segue into my fresh shit, actually, if we want. Mm -hmm. Um, Go for it. Doctor Who is back. I still
2: haven't dropped into those.
1: They were doing those. uh, They did four specials, basically, not quite once a week, because they made us wait for the for the new new Doctor to Christmas Day. Did you go? So, Chris, you didn't watch any of those. Eric, did you
0: watch any of that? None, none. I don't. I mean, it's it's Doctor Who.
2: it's in my mix but I'm I'm very curious about seeing in Shutigawa. Uh, yeah. to see what he does cuz I I really like him in sex education. He's just he's he's got some uh energy about him. So it's, yeah. it'd be interesting to see how he carries that over.
1: So um so first you get through the Return of Russell T Davies, David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Um right. Tennant playing not the 10th doctor, but the 14th doctor, because for whatever yeah, reason, Jodie Whittaker um, regenerates into Tennant. Uh, right. And and part of it is sort of why uh, did that happen? Um, right. And really, it's I mean, let's face it. It's it's Russell T Davies. Fixing I'm a few things. When <laughs> when you know. was, Chibnals, yeah. yeah.
0: When I heard David Tennant was coming back, I act, I was like. I wonder if they're going to do a time travel thing. Guess no, not. Not really. No, no, um, that it was be, a full on regenerative. Would have been stupid. That would have been stupid, huh? No, let's, let's do, <laughs> let's do it. Regenerated. Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what they do. And, and at this point, I mean, okay, I guess spoilers for Dr. Who, um, but this is pretty much out there now. Um, what, what they ended up doing was it should have been more controversial than I think it's been, but when Tennant be- regenerates into Shudigatwa, he doesn't. They split. There are now two contemporaneous doctors on the show. David Tennant's, so Tennant's doctor just, is still around.
2: So they could just bring him back whenever to if Goose they, Ratings? If,
1: if they've got scheduling the ability to do it. But really, the reason they do it is from a character level. Um, David Tennant's doctor is the one burdened by all of the continuity and the trauma and the pain and the what, all of that shit that they've been sort of carting around since New Who happened, you know, nearly 20 Cindy years New ago. Who? Yeah. Basically, what they've done is they said all of the angst, David Tennant has to do that. Shudi Gatwa just gets to be in a good mood and be confident. And so ah, like shooty got was doctor is a full on reboot from that perspective. And he just gets to be like excited and fun and, and a time traveler. It
2: so it's almost like a throwback to when they started the, the new series with Eccleston, like the ninth doctor was just sort of like a, a full on reboot. Cause he just yes. came out of nowhere yeah. and he wasn't really baggage attached to any of the former shit. And then it kind of built from there. But they gave his sort of the character
1: arc? so much baggage that was off screen. They gave him this whole like Time War, Last of the Time Wards thing. Right. That, And and this is Russell T. Davies saying, yeah, we're done. We're done with all that like dragging <laughs> the past around. Good. Just let yeah. the doctor go have fun.
0: And, well, it's sort
2: of like when they did uh, the third doctor, Pertwee, and they stranded him on Earth. And that right. was sort of their way to get around all of the space adventures because the TARDIS was busted or whatever. So I like yeah. how every now and then somebody just decides to mix it up. They're, they're
0: ejecting canon, Basically they're, they're, they're yeah. trying to do a soft, hard reboot, but you know what? They fucked up so much. Doctor who in like the last couple of, you know, basically when I tuned out and said, Oh fuck this show. So like, yeah, eject the canon because it's been ruined, you know, right. start <laughs> over again. It has been well, the ruined. Bigger-
2: well the bigger question Brian is how's the companion cuz that's basically the make or break for me. If I don't yeah. like the companion so I'm just like
1: fuck this. She's we've only had one episode with her was was the Christmas episode. Okay. Um and she's got a lot of potential. I mean, here's the thing, the companions as ever are, you know, like 19 years old. Right. right. <laughs> So the older you get, the less. This is definitely Doctor Who for uh, Gen Z. Okay, right? Like we're we're Which is pa- fine. I mean, Dave Tennant whatever. was the Gen X Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, you know we're we're now into the Gen Z Doctor Who. So you're either on board with that or you're not. Is is where that's okay. going to be. Um, yeah. But no, the new companions good. Gotwa is is good he's not given enough moments to seem uh how do i say this superior competent um there's a there's glimmers of it that he's been given right. so far um and and i want to see more of that dichotomy because he's you know he's he's sort of partying right now
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: i mean um, you know it is what it is but I mean, I'm interested to see it. I just haven't yeah. done it yet. So, you know. I,
1: I've I feel, been enjoying Doctor Who ever since I started watching the new Who on Netflix. And it, it got its hooks into me. And then we caught up. And I've been keeping up with it ever since. Yeah. And, but for I, me, yeah. they released those week on week. And that was kind of a, hey, there's a new Doctor Who this weekend. Let's have some pizza I didn't, and watch Doctor Who kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't
2: mind that. But the the we we crapped out after the first Whitaker season. Because just Chibnall just didn't know what the fuck he was doing and i got too annoyed that's and and
0: i'd like to say that's you know like it is not because they had a female doctor that is not the reason you know and i think a lot of a lot of people got a lot of toxic fanboy shit thrown at them for not liking that because oh they don't like a female doctor no it was written poorly it's the same thing with the the ghostbusters thing it's not because they were all women it's because it was written poorly i almost feel like bad writers will do the inclusive thing just to save their asses from not doing their jobs properly and that that <laughs> that pisses me off yeah okay well if
1: we want to talk about bad writing <laughs> let's talk about aquaman and the lost kingdom you did oh, not brian you did not i did oh brian brian oh, okay <laughs>
2: i mean it's no shazam fury of the gods or whatever uh, right
1: hold up first of all (laughs) did you ever actually watch the first aquaman movie
2: i did eventually and it was fucking dumb
1: dumb with a capital d it's super dumb and it's so so incredibly over the top dumb right you just kind of enjoy it for that right By the time you get to that like
2: like water battle at the end, I mean it literally was like watching an episode of GI Joe or some shit. I mean it was just there were no stakes for me. I'm like I don't care who wins at this point.
1: Absurd! (laughs) It's absurd. The sequel is like if you had that, you said okay, we've cut your budget by at least fifty percent, right? Like this has worse Mm -hmm. graphics and script than modern video games do. Nice. Like the effects are nowhere near as good they they're way cut back on their ambition and I hear
0: Mira really shit the bed.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean and and they try to do the dumb things like the enemy has a a sonic weapon that is literally the effect from super friends it circles it makes the exact sound effect it makes that, that sound effect nice, yes nice like they don't even you know they make fun of i'm the guy that talks to fish he literally does an i am aquaman at the end of the movie like it's dumb uh um oh, there is a literal scene of him smashing toys together because i guess they couldn't afford the budget of what they were doing you know, with CGI last time, which was smashing their toys together. Um, No, this movie's script is so bad. Here here are a couple of notes I took. Uh, Early on in the movie, uh, we talk about um, how we've jumped forward. There's a little card that says we've jumped forward five months, and all the characters are talking about how 600 days have passed. Now...
2: (laughs)
0: That's I don't know. How math works, yeah.
2: But I mean, are you listen. sure that wasn't an episode of Doctor Who?
0: <laughs> were they were they water days? Yeah. yeah so really, like, time goes slow underwater. This
1: is the level yeah. of attention that was paid to editing the script. The crustacean character calls his enemies spineless. <laughs> it's just a, a character <laughs> on the crustacean
2: <laughs> educational system. That has nothing. To do with the writing, Brian.
1: A a, (laughs) a character refers to wanting to burn Atlantis to ash. Oh god, this is great.
0: Like I I mean, like it yeah. They knew they knew. They knew this whole this whole DC universe was going away, so they just said, fuck it. Let's just just screw it. Let's not even
1: do a second draft, apparently. Yeah. Like they're not even close. Well,
2: I mean, they're also hampered by the whole Amber Heard nonsense with
1: no, really Johnny not. Depp. I they're mean, that really not. that was,
2: but it did because that led to just a, a whole shit ton of reshoots and the budget blew up. No, and, then, no, and then none of that would matter blah, blah, because blah. it
1: was clearly shot during COVID and no two actors are ever clearly we're never in the same room like everyone love, like, is so <laughs> shot it by themselves and composited into a scene yeah. badly i love like, the fact that ev- like for
2: the rest of your life every movie made between 2020 and 2022 you're gonna have that same fucking complaint well, it doesn't matter it's what it is
0: obvious though it's yeah it's, it, it, oh it it's sucks. a genre it's now a genre yeah. there will be, be COVID like movie. a type of exactly
1: yeah um you know the last movie was sort of like trying to do every movie all at once this time the movies they're going yeah. after are lord of the rings james bond and king kong and the matrix revolutions um the king kong thing there's like a complete throwaway segment for like 10 seconds where there's like an island with giant creatures and our characters are on foot outrunning giant grasshoppers now I'm pretty sure Ooh. that you can't outrun a normal sized grasshopper.
2: <laughs> I've never been able to. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, no just oh, it's such a disappointment. it it it, it is all of the things that
0: uh, it just sucks. How can you be disappointed in Aquaman? How can I you just, go in with big, an like, expectation not even expectations. Yeah. a single expectation like like yeah. they, they should all be about right.
2: Why don't you go talk to some fish? I mean it always goes back to the state for all, me. It always it goes back to, to be, the state.
1: All it needs to be is ridiculously awesome. It's the same th- okay, it's the same thing. It's the difference between Pacific Rim and the Pacific Rim sequel. If that makes sense. Like I mean, Pacific I haven't Rim seen the sequel but yeah. Big and dumb and stupid and awesome. The sequel is just stupid. And this is just stupid.
2: <laughs> well i mean this like aquaman 2 just seems to me like the like they dig superman 4. It just sort of like they well we've got to put it out and everything uh, just yeah. kind of goes haywire from there yeah. and then it just by
0: the end you've got this this train wreck that you just
2: can't fix no
0: matter what there's i can no, see why a, now they didn't want to put out uh the snyder cut because you watch the snyder cut and you go good and this this ends yeah. this is a perfect yeah finish you can (laughs) stop now and they can't because they have these other things in production
2: well but yeah but you you got to figure out like like what you're you're thinking on this brian since you've watched all of these uh and we apparently haven't like the end of uh the mcu phase four when they do Endgame, and then now everything that's come since has just been sort of like who cares and it feels like now that James Gunn has taken over the DCEU. Uh, they've really just aggressively jettisoned everything from the Snyderverse, and so, it just feels like who, these movies are sort of caught in the middle.
1: So I guess there's there's certainly an aspect of that, and there's an audience reaction of sort of, this movie doesn't matter. It's like, none of them matter. Okay, these are comic book <laughs> movies. That's true. That's true. Um, that's true. Like, the, uh. the, the thing that DC could be doing a better job there are they are doing it but they don't they're not admitting to it right is what the comics people do there's gonna be like three different versions of batman One-offs. going right, at once yeah and that's fine just release shit with these characters and do and don't try and connect them the thing that marvel's well, trying to do is that but they're trying to say it's all on a multiverse and that's yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's the problem that's right
0: well
2: i think that's like the the biggest problem is that that worked for marvel for the first 20 some odd films for a while until yeah, they, now until done. they wrapped it up and now it's sort of like well why do you have to have the continuity yeah, because now don't. it's sort fuck of like it. if i just if make yeah if, if i if i miss a couple of movies that means that when i jump in i have to go back and catch up on 20 some odd movies in order to figure out what the fuck is going on and it just i think that doesn't work in their favor anymore yeah. people are just yeah. tired
1: yeah. So. Well, and once you're once you've given yourself permission to stop watching him, you you now you're like I can't get back into it, so I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, and, and that's fine. Go. Um. Right. So I did it. Make the, you
2: want to watch Blue Beetle? Just no, I still episode? haven't
1: bothered with Blue Beetle. It's sitting right <laughs> there, and okay. It
2: because it's a Hispanic person. Yeah, that's because
0: I'm racist. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah. another, I thought so. Yeah the the Blue Beetle character actor thing that is staying in the gun universe he's just he said that okay. one we're keeping fine well, whatever it's, <laughs> it's well yeah well so it's like, like it some of like... them you can keep and some of them apparently you can't i'm like what the shit well there was a line <laughs> in, the, like the...
1: in the flash movie where where the flash says to aquaman in the post-credit scene i've been to all these alternate universes and you're aquaman in every single one you're the only person who's always the same uh, nope. In every universe, is trying to say basically, you know, Jason Momoa gets to stay on as Aquaman, yeah. whatever.
2: Well, it's just like the MCU. It's like apparently now they've decided that they're gonna make the Netflix Daredevil canon, just like There's, that. To snap just snap your fingers, it's, yeah. And it's like ah, nobody
1: it's cares. Comic yeah. book shit. Chill out, yeah. everybody. Chill yeah. out. Yeah. um
2: <laughs> Okay.
1: Okay. So I have one more thing I do need to to talk about. Um. Okay, so cast your mind back to the 1970s, of all things. Um, 1978, there was the film version of this. I think that it actually, yeah, it was 74. But the at that point in time, there was a stage musical, a modernization of The Wizard of Oz. Yes, and it was directed the, by
2: Sidney Lumet. The Wiz, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah.
1: Where they where they make the modern disco version of The Wizard of Oz. Now, and they write a name new, it after Piss. There is a new <laughs> Broadway revival of The Wiz that is touring the before Wiz. it lands on Broadway. And i the, the thing.
2: Wiz. I'm the Whiz. It's like the Seinfeld episode. Sorry.
1: There is more. <laughs> More time has passed between now and The Wiz Than had passed uh-huh. between The Wizard of Oz and The Wiz <laughs> And so, uh. they have not modernized it at all well, Why would you? <laughs> because You're just the trying point to... of The Wiz is to modernize The Wizard of Oz and You're just trying
2: to ease on down the road, man Ease yeah. on down He's on down the road.
1: uh, This saps the new production, the new theater production of The Wiz Uh. of all of its energy, which is made really, really obvious... When at in between the intermission break, they come back and they do one thing where the Wiz demands that the dancers show him something new and modern. And all of a sudden, there's all this energy and it's really cool. And I'm like, they needed to do that for the whole show. This thing needs to be retooled before it hits Broadway because it lands so flat. Um, uh, I mean, uh, uh, when
2: the Wiz when the Wiz came out, uh, like the year later, it was on HBO and Infinitum. And I I, like a while ago, we did a whole show about the early HBO years. And that was literally one of the movies that I watched over and over and over as like an eight year old kid. Mm -hmm. And it's just cemented. And it's just I can't even try to watch it now. Like if it it comes on somewhere and I'll try and I'm like, I'm in like 10 minutes. I'm like, nope, I'm done.
0: I'm out because it's just yeah. Like you say, it just does not age well at all. (laughs) I agree. So. So bear in mind, unlike uh, Aquaman. The Wiz means something and needs to be, needs to be continued.
1: If you're going to revive it, if you're going to go to the trouble of spending the money and reviving the Wiz, then actually revive it. Because this, this plays more like this has about as much disco, I mean, it's disco, but it has about as much fun in it as like the King and I revival, right? It's just not happening. Yeah and uh. it could like they've got the cast the guy who plays the scarecrow which was the Michael Jackson role in the uh in the film uh he's phenomenal he's great he does this really cool like you know loose noodle limbs dancing thing and he's got a fantastic voice and lots of charisma the the woman they got doing the Dorothy part is good enough that yeah they've got the cast they've got the lighting director clearly they don't have the 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 score they're just sticking too hard to the original score from the 74 musical 78 movie um and also frankly the the orchestra not tight enough to be playing disco they don't have it together down there in the pit and
2: they keep the disco vibe. that's amazing no don't keep the disco
1: vibe. well but they yeah they're totally playing disco yeah, yeah, but they're not—they're not good enough to to pull it off. They got damaged a little bit. That was—that was definitely in the mix, literally.
2: Um, oh, but, not damaged. Yeah, okay.
1: but but it wouldn't matter, right? Like it—it it needs to be modernized. It needs to be freshened up. It needs some energy. It's.
2: I just see Ryan in the pitch meeting.
0: Give me a C, a bouncy, a bouncy C. 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 Yeah. So you went to see the Wiz, but what you saw was the was yes there you the, go the what yeah the what i mean i like that
1: i'm still <laughs> waiting for the day that you go see a starlight express revival i mean if it's part of it. my season tickets i'll go
0: <laughs> yeah I, i've already I, know, I paid my money way, yeah. and i'm
1: gonna see all the movie right so.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. i have this dream of going to see something like uh starlight express and like ruining it for the entire audience by being too much of a fan and like screaming <laughs> oh my god and like just fucking with it the whole time to the point they have to walk me out like warren yeah. bobert you know yeah, yeah. they're not gonna like happening when you out
1: i'm sorry yeah. to say anyway <laughs> oh,
0: Isn't that what yeah, that's the guy with the thing
2: yeah and that would happen when you saw xanadu a while back sir i never saw it oh i thought you went and saw, saw xanadu the show on the, on the big screen yeah okay
1: anyway I...
0: yeah all right eric did you have rush this week? <laughs> yeah really
2: can we draw this out any longer tell us what you did
0: Nah, let's not do it i i i'm i'm watching the the most recent season of 4l mankind though and i all i will say is they're doing something i didn't think they would do which is basically address the the class inequality uh of our society which is fun because okay now we're on mars it's beyond exploring and now we just have shit workers doing shit work on mars sure and they're get trying to the get—they're trying to get paid, <laughs> and they're getting screwed over by corporations. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you, thank you for addressing the fact that you know people need Ed's, to get paid.
2: Ed, let me know if at some point Schwarzenegger shows up.
0: It is Rita.
1: It is <laughs> Richter! Well, yeah, I mean, if the corporation decides to choke out the workers by cutting off their air yeah, supply. Yeah. Like, we're definitely yeah. in total recall territory yeah there they you go. definitely there you
0: go. They, they they go on strike and 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 shenanigans okay. happen but it's shenanigans. like shenanigans yeah that the show has sort of lost it's it's fun mid-century what if the russians you know won the space race thing and now it's just a a show about so you know the russians won the space
1: race but the capitalists sick over mars
0: they didn't win it it's just they got there first and so we got more hardcore about it it's it's kind of like because we didn't get to the moon first you know uh it it got our dander up mm-hmm. and so we I, ended up mean really sputnik.
2: going to mars you mean spa- we ended up, you mean sputnik
0: no i mean they landed on on on, on the moon first they beat us to yeah the moon, in this so. show it's an alternate oh. future so okay. sorry i, I, I said was too, that i as though we were talking russia.
2: about actual history
1: yeah, yeah i say that oh, as no. though russia wasn't taken over by oligarchs but anyway okay okay um okay yeah yeah
0: <laughs> it's like eh, cool. now it's now it's just like another kind of i don't know show it's i'm, I'm, I'm not as into it but um oh yeah uh, the 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 guy you we had mentioned hurricane heist in our last show mm-hmm. the guy mm-hmm. from hurricane heist is in this the guy with those funny looking teeth um <laughs> The villain the main guy the main guy okay. no the main good guy the brother who's not jason stackhouse from uh true blood is okay. is in this and he is a hard actor <laughs> i see him all the time in something i go boy he is exceptionally bad and he still is that's <laughs> well, my fresh shit. <laughs> it's a living it's a living
2: <laughs>
0: all right well, that leads
2: that leads very well as a segue into tonight's feature film Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. I
0: should explain. <laughs> I think I owe you an explanation. I think you should.
2: Because I think Brian and I both had this DVD just show up at our homes via mail. It was our mail. Christmas present. It was great. Yeah but, the, yeah. but there was no explanation. And then at some point, we just- it was decided that yeah of course this is the the podcast did that, topic did for that this. need rec-
1: explanation he clearly sent us it, a podcast topic for chris it did for me i'm not
2: going to assume he's sending you the same bullshit movie
0: that is true i did not say that yeah
2: yeah so
0: there uh, you go yeah so here's what's what i sent uh the, these guys the same movie uh doppelganger or journey to the far side of the sun depending on you know which version better yeah. title the I, second one Oh, when I. Yeah, when I first saw this, I saw Doppelganger and I was 7 or 8 years old and my dad was watching it and if my dad was watching it it must be good. And so I sat down <laughs> and watched it and thought, "Oh my gosh, this is like a grown-up movie and it's grown-up stuff going on." And yeah. I'm like trying to follow it and I remember thinking that this was some kind of very esoteric, you know, arty science fiction film. <laughs> and 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 that i just couldn't remember it all because i was seven at the time but it turns out no this is just a very thin movie made by the andersons uh and who who, who did you know their 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 super the super so, stuff yeah jerry and sylvia yeah, and
1: say thunderbirds nobody knows what you're talking about until you say thunderbird <laughs> how dare ah, yeah. you sir how dare you yeah. sir
0: but yeah okay and 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 you know i of course you know i i I didn't even connect it to space 1999 my other favorite tv show of all time in the 70s or ufo which space 1999 sort of spiraled off right right and in fact actually there's like three or four people in this movie who were in ufo basically playing the same part i mean this could be a, a a prequel to that but okay so we've got yeah we've basically in this movie they discover a planet uh, accidentally that is in the same orbit as earth directly in the opposite side of the sun and uh yeah it's it's the earth's doppelganger and yeah okay as a kid i remember it like i said it being almost a tarkovsky like what the f- you know uh, uh, strange exploration of there's none of that there's none of that there's in fact no, no story
2: these like literally just... half the movie is just the lead up to getting the guy in space to go to yeah. to the yeah, other yeah. planet <laughs>
0: let's talk
1: about that because that's the best half of the movie <laughs> oh no,
2: it's so funny it is so, so funny
1: these guys the marionation guys given a a film budget like they made some beautiful space effects work happen Dude, in this film and right? it's 1969 it's the year of the moon landing so i have to assume mm-hmm. this is like catnip for kids at that point in time oh, right. well, I was here's pointing the deal. out
0: they had actually made it two years earlier but uh paramount thought it sucked and the other distributors they tried to bring it to thought it sucked it took a while for them to get it out so right it's actually yeah a bit earlier than that but i think the fact that it dropped right the same year as the boon landing helped it a lot sure yeah.
2: well that and this, the fact that uh it it tanked and so this is literally the last live action feature film that jerry anderson ever made so yeah
0: well i mean it's his fault this for that it's his fault because yeah. he didn't write a movie he like said okay i've got a concept and you know like this is have you, know, you, it, it, have you never they, seen they the thunderbirds the yeah yeah it's, yeah true
2: And it's the reason that I love the Anderson stuff is because it's all concept, but the execution is just fucking amateur hour every single time. And I can't figure out how he's got a fucking legacy career the way he does, because all of the stuff is just sort of. Half-assed.
1: Oh, all of the all of the practical (laughs) effects and design is so great and holds up. It is. It's so good. Like there's there's an effect at the beginning where a guy stands behind an X-ray panel, right? And and they're just doing some kind of like puppetry within the X-ray panel, and it works brilliantly. And and all of the miniature work, they they put like little people scooting along, you know, oh, on yeah. the elevators or on the catwalks, and to, yeah, to they're amazing the at doing the scale. There's yeah, so many great effects,
0: so many awesome models yeah. built for this thing. What's sad is that they never put any thought into the script. So like, if you if you if this were done today by some youtuber with the kind of digital effects available to just about anyone, you you would you wouldn't look at it twice it would piss you off because yeah the 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 effects are not what are drawing you in no.
2: you now
0: if if it's done today the reason to watch this is solely the the super marionation stuff do well i mean you figure a lot of this is sort of uh, the culmination of
2: the whole 60s decade of the super marionation stuff where they went from show to show to show and thunderbirds being their apex example but if yeah. but if you go back and look at Thunderbirds or Go from 1966 or Thunderbird 6 from 68, uh, the attention to detail in their modeling is just astonishing. And yeah. even like shows like Stingray, which I've, I've brought up in the past, uh, the show is just a joke, but the model work is just awe-inspiring. And it's just amazing to me that it's all practical and the fact that they figured out the tech to make it look... Like way more realistic than a godzilla flick yeah the do. guys
1: making this stuff obviously had a blast making this movie. yeah it's
2: amazing <laughs> and so yeah i'm watching this i'm like oh this is exactly like everything i've seen him do and then of course they do the launch they go to the planet and then suddenly find out that everything is backwards it's a mirror image but he yeah. doesn't quite catch on at first i'm like well if all the writing's backward etc why are the people not talking
1: backwards yeah i just couldn't figure it out only light is backwards apparently like audio and everything
0: yeah exactly and the the sort of i guess the whole thing pins ultimately on is is electricity reversed and i'm like uh okay come on you you, yeah yeah like like you're you okay but but it's like you're in the same universe you both still have up going the same way why would you assume electricity <laughs> exactly well, No, no 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 only left clarity. and right are
1: flipped all they needed to do was crisscross the wires they had they plugged the plug in backwards
0: <laughs> yeah
2: it's so dumb but yeah. it's sort of like it's it's almost like two movies like you, two movies you get the the build-up which is all the phenomenal effects work and this and that and that's mm-hmm. like you know 45 minutes ish it's like half the movie and then they do the space journey and they get to the planet and then suddenly it's like the worst episode of twilight zone i've ever seen in my entire life yes that's literally what it is
0: and (laughs) if it had been a half hour long they probably could have made it a a twilight zone worthy of you know yeah but they they had to make a a feature-length movie and they weren't willing to write more for him and right that annoyed the shit out of me i wish i could show you the film i thought this was that's all i can tell you it is definitely like more solaris than thunderbirds in my head so yeah um there's the the
1: notion here is that the the mirror earth is mirrored in every way like people speak english and you yeah, know are, are exactly. exactly the same people it's just that everything is backwards and they did this by flipping the film flipping the negative of the film Right. Um, fun anecdote from wikipedia in the 80s when they transferred this to video the people that transferred yeah. to video caught the error and fixed it and so <laughs> that, yeah. version that was that's broadcast amazing. on television for decades was a totally different plot in which the guy thinks everything is backwards but it clearly isn't we can see that yeah he's crazy that's almost or, a better
2: movie <laughs> yeah that's a better um, movie right there <laughs> Well, I love, too, that the, the, the way they set it up, and it's the director is Robert Parrish, who, as far as I can tell from his filmography, the only thing I remember, recall is uh, the Casino Royale movie from 1968 mm-hmm. that's just a train wreck. Uh, but I like some of the subtle stuff he does to set up the mirror world, because you got like the shots of the director in his office with like the big giant window looking out, but it's kind of off to the left. And then when you get to the mirror world and they do another scene in the office, it's the same thing, but it's flipped. And now the giant windows kind of off to the right and they don't make yeah. a big deal out of it. But it's like, if you're, if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't notice it. But when they get there, you're like, holy shit. It's like, <laughs> that's, that's pretty amazing to me. Technically, I think, which up is what I liked about because this. There was a yeah. guy
1: with a Eurosec badge and yes, it was backwards. backwards. And then I started noticing that everybody was left-handed.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: yes. And the watch <laughs> and they, is and now they, on the other wrist. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And they don't really make a big stink about it. It's not like wink, wink, check this out until the very end when he sees the perfume bottle reflected in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he puts two and two together and gets five and realizes he's on a planet where basically everything but the language is reversed, apparently. So
0: there you have it. So, so, well, not everything I had though. Less, the, I have less of a problem with that because like I said, and, it, 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 it's like some things are going to be reversed, but not up and down right you know? it's yeah. like yeah. if you if you if you talk into a mirror the way they were you know doing the mirror scene it's like the guy in the mirror is still speaking english nothing mm-hmm. you know, right like some things are reversed and some things are not i get that but like electricity polarity you can fucking test you know
1: <laughs> right yeah well like well, i mean everything in this world is exactly the same as it is on ours except for the weird costumes worn by the rescue crew so they they crash yeah. their spaceship on the on you know, bizarre world and, and they're, you know, you're supposed to think there are aliens. And so these people who rescue them are in these just ridiculous ass costumes. And then we're supposed to believe that everything else on earth is totally normal. Like, what was that? Where, what
0: was the hell was My, that? Yeah. I like, I gave them a lot with that. Cause I, I thought the same thing. Wait a minute. Why would he not? And then I was like, oh, because this is probably a Eurosec kind of rescue costume. And this is an American astronaut who doesn't know that. Yeah.
2: Mm. well what got me was that it's like it's it's obviously just a live action version of every other jerry anderson show yeah because yeah. of the way that they've got it staged and set up so you've got like the director and he's like the leader of the thunderbirds where you might as well just have him on fucking strings you know flailing his arms like team america <laughs> the way they <laughs> the set everything exactly up
1: exactly like Patton oswald
2: yeah <laughs> and it's just, it was sort of distracting. And then they've got like the whole thing where they're talking to the international team of whatever for the the space agency. And they're all on little, little tiny video screens. And then I'm like, all of a sudden flashing back to uh, the bits from Venture Brothers with the League of Calamitous Intent,
1: et cetera, oh, et cetera. Oh, like, but did did you check that out? That scene where they're talking on all the screens and it's it's like the, you know, whatever in the Avengers when Nick Fury is talking to whoever the fuck that was. Right um yeah that's all in camera that is one set
0: that's amazing with forced perspective (laughs) because they didn't want
1: to pay for the expensive color video screen which is so dumb because they do
2: it they do it in thunderbirds all the time when he's talking to all the tracy brothers like their their paintings like shoot up out of the wall and then suddenly he's having a video combo with one of his sons on the space station it's like all the stuff that he's done in other shows is just repurposed in this like the crash Onto the mirror planet. I mean, that's straight out of Captain Scarlet and the Mysterons, uh, where they go to the the planet and then they have a whole thing where the the thing crashes and then the aliens come out. I mean, it was just so weird. If if you watch a lot of the, the Anderson stuff, you can pick up on all just the lazy bits and pieces kind of thing. And it's just, and it was so infuriating because it looks great, especially for a late sixties sci-fi thing. I mean, I'm amazed at the production value, but the rest of it is just direct and it just takes you right out of it. It's so terrible.
0: So I, terrible. What frustrates, I, have, I was
1: so entertained. <laughs> yeah. What frustrates oh, wrong, me I was about this one yeah.
0: is that this was also their attempt to make a grown-up film. They were like, oh, we want yeah. to make something that's not a Jerry Anderson, you know, sort of puppet sci-fi yeah. thing. And uh, it's like there was supposed to be a nude scene in there, which they thought would somehow, you know, elevate it to grown upness. Oh, and yeah. forget that. There was also, um, oh, what was it? They, yeah, they, they were trying to do basically 2001 for a lot of it. And yeah. yeah I,
1: no, hold like, on. Hold on. The, the nude scene is turned into a shower scene after mm-hmm. which there's a wife beating scene because she has the balls to be taking the pill.
0: And yeah and no 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 movie she, she, she is rated because it's not because she's on the pill it's because she's you know Cheating calling on him. him like less than a man yeah and it turns out no i'm not less than a man you're on the fucking pill you bitch i think i think he's more than more than in within his rights to no he's her. no oh no no not within <laughs> oh, his rights oh eric and <laughs> within uh, his eric. within his rights he owns that woman sir dude it's the Ugh.
2: 60s. Come on, man.
1: It's rated go with G. It. My point was be... it's rated yeah. G with this shit in yeah. it. <laughs> rated
2: G for gross. Like, maybe. you yeah. wouldn't,
1: even without that scene, this whole movie would be rated PG today. 1969, put that in. Wife beating, G. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not I mean, not wife know. beating, no. Get the fuck out of my house, yes. Okay. Can we say that? Um, sure. Yeah
1: argument yes wife beating
0: no (laughs) yeah i mean
2: it was just like like, everything just sort of ham-fisted on the end of it because they spend all that time doing the build-up and then when they actually get there it's just sort of like oh shit we got to wrap this up we really got to do that (laughs) and then and then there's like the whole subplot where apparently uh on the mirror world at the very same time they shot off a rocket to real earth
1: I was hoping At, the movie was so, going to end with the two rockets colliding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's
2: sort of like, uh, and in my head, I'm trying to sort of reconcile the physics of that. It's like, well, how do, are you going to have two worlds that are in sync that much? It just, that doesn't make a goddamn lick of sense to me. Because it's like, that's not accounting for chaos theory or any of that stuff. It's just sort of like, well, it's a mirror world, so everything's got to happen the same. It's like, oh, goddamn it, goddamn it. That's literally what <laughs> I did. the whole idea of.
0: <laughs> You know, do you, you know, he has that thing about, are you willing to risk that other version of you's life on your bet as well? And it's like, yeah, well, whatever I bet, he's going to bet too. You know, you, Mm -hmm. there, there are all sorts of interesting questions. You can, you know, you, you can sci-fi this shit out, but they don't. (laughs) So I was,
1: I was pedantic about the script on, um, something, uh, Aquaman. And I have to be pedantic on this one. So in the beginning of the movie, when Patton Oswald, or German Patton Oswald, or whatever, is trying to pull together the funding for this thing, um, he he's talking about how he needs to pull together a million pounds. First of all, not uh, a thousand million pounds, not a yes, million, yeah. which yeah. is what a thousand million is. But then he manages to get the United States to give a million dollars, which is less than a million pounds. <laughs> yes. but that's fine. It was yeah. gets, it. Was, he gets, it was, so he only needs more than 999 more nations with at least the resources of the united states to contribute and he's got it you know yeah
2: well at that point i'm watching i'm like i wonder if mike myers saw this and that was part of the austin powers motif because it's that total a million dollars you know yeah that like
0: that disappointed me that they can't just say billion a thousand million is for yeah like fucking who yeah Uh, a
2: jillion billion trillion yeah
0: and also Uh. a lot of that stuff uh was the, the the part of the movie with Ian Hendry who is uh quality. I mean that that actor, you yeah, know, was great. He's he's famous for drinking himself to death, but he was also Eric in uh Get Carter, the last guy he kills on the beach. <laughs> yeah. And I I I'm like what is he doing in this? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> this I th- must have really been the bottom for him.
2: Well, I think yeah, and part of the reason I think this movie just sort of into the dustbin of history and it's really super culty is because they delayed release. It came out after stuff like 2001, a space odyssey after stuff like planet of the apes that really set a high bar
0: mm-hmm.
2: for just the concepts that they're producing And then the production value. This is
1: the Battle Beyond the Stars
0: of its time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Battle Beyond (laughs) beyond the Stars (laughs) is even a bit better than this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just Uh, it's goofy
1: to watch. I had so much fun. We were watching it. We're we're getting into all of just the the kitsch, right? Because this isn't mid century modern. This is you know mid century current, right? And you know it. (laughs) It's got the pacing of a 60s movie. My wife is like, This is weird to not be watching this without a riff tracks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what's, but, but there's like well, what? The, 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 all of the future tech, like the punch cards and the ball typewriters and the <laughs> and right? writers. Yeah. And, like kids today it's wouldn't amazing. even know what this shit is. And, yeah. And, yeah. and can we talk about the, how each person's desk needed to have a nine inch ashtray? <laughs> well yeah like big fucking yeah. ashtray two of them <laughs> because there's two yeah. guys and two desks.
2: <laughs> well you got to figure that this was the era where even in someone's home you had the beanbag base for the ashtray that you put on the arm of your sofa so it doesn't <laughs> fall off you know it's just that's how it was done man but
0: anyway this, it's it's uh, just weird i like that the, the guy that... has the guy has a camera eye that he yes. pulls out of his head at that. He needs to see the pictures by washing it through yes. developer yes. fluid Dips it in three it different chemicals. it was a film camera, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I that's learned. how you develop pictures. That is definitely yeah. the only way we will ever have pictures. Yes.
2: <laughs> well, I love the fact that it was Herbert Lom, who, who's known mostly for Chief Inspector Dreyfus from the Pink Panther movies. So every time I see him crop up in something, I'm immediately interested. And then I his whole character is he- literally just him popping the eye out so that he could plug it into the... The viewfinder and watch the click click yeah like a slide projector (laughs) yeah it was so
0: yeah that's something else that that like as a child messed me up with this film is I'm like wait a minute that so okay so the bad guys the good guys are the bad guys because the good guys just walked in and shot Inspector Clouseau's boss and (laughs) now they're still the good guys but they committed murder wait what's going on here and yeah exactly plus the guy who's in charge of the whole operation whose name i never remember the guy who wheelchairs into a mirror in the end for some reason it yeah, uh, he looks sh- yeah, yeah he looks yeah. shifty and insane the entire time yes and he can't that's do part math of the charm though
2: <laughs> it's part <laughs> of the charm
0: uh, <laughs> well i like I to call it uh, uh go ahead
2: oh you go ahead no i, you go ahead. I
1: was going to call out some of the some of the cheesy you know effects They the the sort of sure that's future tech like they they have these uh things in their wrists to get the chemicals that that make them you know have a have a trip and sleep for 15 weeks or whatever it is and um it was like two it was two weeks whatever it is they had fucking cable going into their (laughs) wrists right those are just coax jacks (sighs) so you know i guess they got to watch a movie or something while they were sleeping yeah um they uh they're in the rocket sled and they're me- measuring his stuff. And he's just got like a stethoscope taped to him.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, right. and Like no weight. They didn't even bother with any sort of weightlessness in space. Right.
1: Uh, any of that problem. The, the you know, use of their use so of their, of their spacesuits and visors and stuff is questionable at best about when they bother to wear their protective gear. But, the best and worst um model shot has to be when they do the ejector seat tests and they shoot two sh- two toy parachute you know with yeah. chairs on them in the air. <laughs> and one of them clearly fails and like the parachute collapses and the- it falls and they didn't even yeah. try it again they just left that in the movie <laughs> i mean but the thing is at that budget, point man. you're kind
0: of you're kind of laughing because you don't know what's going on i mean you don't know why you're watching what you're watching. I right? I know
1: what's going on. One of the two guys we just got watched do the ejector seat test is now dead. <laughs> no, no, before that.
0: They're we just sitting there and they're in chairs and they're like I don't know what they're talking about, but they're you know like, "Okay, you ready?" Yeah, sure. Boom, and they're out of the plane. Oh, is that what I'm watching? They're they're pumping out of Oh, wow. Ha ha ha. Okay.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I do appreciate the that they didn't go overboard on the costumes and such. They're still relatively uh innocuous because when you get to stuff like ufo the series that came after uh where they're repurposing some of the the sets and actors and whatnot and then you get into this, those ridiculous like earth tone onesies and shit uh <laughs> it's just fucking terrible and like i swear to god in ufo i have recollections of like uh one of the commanders of one of the ships and all of the uniforms are basically just giant mesh tops, but with sleeves like macrame and then, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, none of that is practical, but at least in this one, it's sort of like, okay, well, I, I sort of buy the tech that they're using to a degree
1: and I'm not that taken out of it. It wasn't terrible, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I yeah. thought it was a fun watch. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, you, you gotta, gotta watch know what it you're right. watching.
0: i think ultimately that's the thing you have to watch it correctly which is this is not something for story we're going to spend 10 minutes on how they get from their chairs in the spaceship to their lander craft (laughs) and we're going to spend no time explaining why you know yeah well i mean that's that's the charm the, the the basically you get the the concept of this film okay late in the movie he's talking with the woman he really loves they have some kind of relationship that they never really explain and at one point she says i'm i'm sorry you know i'm taking up your time you should be trained for blah blah and he says no it's it's just nice to have somebody to talk to and you think we're about to have dialogue no that's the end of nope. any dialogue they're right out of saying
2: <laughs> yeah but that's sort of the anderson thing it's just he's all about the concept mm-hmm. and the execution with the production value but like the rest of it is just yeah. so half baked. like like the concept of space 1999 i fucking love it's like a space station on the moon and then suddenly there's alien attackers uh and then they blow up the moon and send the space station hurtling in like you know star trek voyager just in the middle of nowhere lost in space it's so literally it's just they're on a chunk of the moon now and that's your show but the lead up to that doesn't make any sense because it's like well they didn't want to blow up the earth because they thought audiences would be uh upset by that fact but it's like if you think of it like, well, you blew up the moon so technically while they're off rolling in space like the earth is basically destroying itself because there's no moon left it's like so they don't yeah. ever think this stuff through with the physics and the science and whatnot it's just there to be like oh whiz bang pow you know what I mean and that's this movie to a T
1: anyway anything to wrap it up (laughs) yeah that's
2: that sums it up (laughs) right all right well then
1: let's uh let's wrap up the show then uh just
2: yeah just a a big thank you to eric for sending this movie to us (laughs) actually
1: yes i i I had a great time watching it and so did my wife and great that's that's fun so if you if you like this sort of thing where old dudes watch even older movies and then we talk about them Mm -hmm. uh you'll like this podcast, and you should subscribe yeah. to it, and then you should share it on your social media feeds with your friends, and you can check out all our old episodes on our website, maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com, because people totally go to websites these days, but if you do, there's links to our socials, which people do go to for the advertisements, at least, so, you know, go there, find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that stuff, or send us an email at magnificentlyhugegmail.com and say, I exist, and I listened to your show all the way to the end that's it. <laughs> <laughs>